This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome, everyone, to the latest edition of the Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers and the Cleveland Browns. Yes, my friends, the Cleveland Browns are now 10 and 5. They've done it again. An absolutely dominating effort. Yeah, things got a little sloppy in the fourth quarter, and the second team defense was ugly in the fourth quarter, and injuries to the kicker and putter are a concern. But the Browns won in dominating fashion, 36-22 the final. It wasn't nearly as close as even that score indicates, and that's a 14-point differential. The Browns' offense was fantastic for most of the day. The Browns' starting defense was fantastic. Special teams ugly. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more. But first, we go back to the beginning. The Browns get the ball as they always seem to do. That's all coming up on the latest edition of the Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, folks, get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. Went up to $10,000 in bonus cash. That's bet $10 in same game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. 10 and 5. The Browns, despite leading the league, in turnovers are 10 and 5. They have done it on the road. Talked about the defense not playing as well on the road. Well, the defense was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, at least the starters were. The backups who played in the fourth quarter didn't do a very good job. But the starters were sensational, and the Browns won it going away. Joe Flacco, there's no sign of decline whatsoever. He was outstanding. Let's take it back to the beginning. The Browns get off to a great start in this one. They seem to. Uh, lose the toss almost every week. They get the ball to start the game. The Texans deferred. And quickly down the field, the Browns go. First play from scrimmage, Joe Flacco across the middle of the field to Amari Cooper. And that would be a theme of this game, Joe Flacco to Amari Cooper. A 53-yard completion on the first play of the game. And the Browns, before you can blink, first and goal at the six-yard line. Didn't do much on first or second down. But third down play from the four, they put Jerome Ford in the Wildcat. He keeps it himself. He scores the touchdown. The extra point is good. That would be a theme coming up later as well. And just like that, the Browns take a 7-0 lead. Texans don't do anything with it. In fact, after this first Browns touchdown, it seemed a little similar to what happened last week with the Bears. It became a punt fest for a while. Five straight punts three by the Texans and two by the Browns before the Browns finally got the ball back and had a chance to move the ball. Um, the Browns started, and this was a, a another drive uh, where they started deep in their own territory and quickly matriculated down the field, right? First and 10 after the latest punt, the third punt by the Texans, 
The Browns started at their own 10-yard line. Jerome Ford carried uh, the first two plays of that drive, got five yards on first down, got 10 yards on second down. So now the Browns are looking at a first and 10 at the 25-yard line. We talked about the theme of this game. Joe Flacco to Amari Cooper. This one down the left sideline. Amari Cooper, another theme of this game, keeps his feet in bounds, makes the catch, and shimmies right down the sideline. Touchdown, 75 yards. The Browns take a lead, 14, or increase their lead to 14-0. Dustin Hopkins with another extra point. But then the first bad thing of the day that happened, special teams breakdown uh, on the Dustin Hopkins kickoff following that Browns touchdown. The Texans return it for a touchdown uh, as, as – um, uh, who was it? Damian Pierce. That's right. Damian Pierce, their backup running back, goes 98 yards of the kickoff return. That's bad enough as the special teams collapsed on this play. But even worse, kicker Dustin Hopkins, who was trying to trail the play and make a tackle from behind, he hurts himself, looked like he pulled a quad. We'll see officially later in the day. But not only did the Texans score a touchdown on the kick return, Dustin Hopkins was out of the game. He would later be ruled out for the rest of the game. The Browns would go three and out after that, but so would, well, the Texans would uh, go six and out, but lose yardage on the play. But at this point now, the Browns get it back. Field goal is no longer an option. They get the ball up 14 to seven. The game's still a little bit in doubt at this point, although the Texans had not moved the ball at all in the first half. They barely had any yardage on the offensive side of the ball. Browns, after a punt, get it back at midfield to start this drive, middle of the second quarter. First two plays go nowhere, but then a third and 10 play, one of the few good plays of the game that didn't go to Amari Cooper. This one to Elijah Moore. He gets 18 yards on a third and 10 and a first down at the Texans 32. I had said Elijah Moore would have a big game. Uh, he'd be the you know, X-factor player in this game against the Texans. He was not, but this was a nice play here, and it was an important play because uh, had he not gotten that first down, the Texans would have gotten the ball. Maybe it's a different game. You never know at 14-7. Didn't seem that way because the Texans couldn't move the ball, but you never know. Instead, he gets the first down two plays later. Joe Flacco with an absolute dime to David Njoku in the middle of the end zone, and what a magnificent season that David Njoku was having. Didn't have a monster game in this one. Uh, finished this one with uh, with six catches for 44 yards and a touchdown. I'd say in most years with David Njoku, that would have been a monster game. For him, that's a quiet game. Six for 44 and a touchdown the way he's played lately, but still a good game, a great catch, a great throw by Joe Flacco. And remember, now Dustin Hopkins is hurt. The Browns go for two. DTR lines up under center for the play and he runs it in for a two-point conversion. The Browns take a 22-7 to lead. After the Texans punted, the Browns try to go deep again. Joe Flacco, hey, he's played great, but what we've learned is with Joe Flacco, you're going to get a few picks, and they both happen late in the end zone or late in the game, late in the first half. The final three drives of this first half all ended in interceptions. Flacco picked off, then Case Keenum picked off, and then Flacco picked off again to end the first half. But the Browns had what felt like a commanding 22-7 lead at halftime. Texans got the ball to start the second half. Felt like their one chance to maybe get something going. It didn't happen. The offense continued to be completely inept. The Texans had to punt after four plays. 
And then the Browns seemingly put the game away. I know things got a little interesting late, a little bit, but not realistically. That's because after that first punt to start the second half, the Browns not only scored, but had a, a, a drive of drives, 18 plays, 94 yards, 9 minutes, 39 seconds, concluding with a touchdown. Joe Flacco started on his own six-yard line. They methodically moved down the field, and after a bunch of drives that have had monster gains on them, there was not a lot of huge plays on this drive. That's why the drive took forever. They did get a 19-yard completion on second and nine from Joe Flacco to Amari Cooper, but that was about it. I mean, there was, I think there, oh, on the, well, of course, I shouldn't say that was about it. On fourth down and eight, remember, fourth and eight at the 30, the Browns at the time are up 22 to seven. Normally, you'd be kicking a field goal here with Dustin Hopkins, but again, he's hurt. And on the fourth down and eight play, Joe Flacco, to you guessed it, Amari Cooper, 13 yards, a Browns first down at the 17. Eventually, from the seven-yard line, Joe Flacco hits Amari Cooper once again. Uh, Two-point conversion as Jerome Ford rushes it in. Uh, sorry, he failed to get the two. He tried to rush it in. He did not get the two-point conversion. And the Browns, uh, the lead is 28 to 7. The Case Keenum would again be picked off on the next drive. And that's when the Browns scored one more time. They started a drive with a minute 37 to go in the third quarter. This drive went into the fourth quarter. The, touch, the drive ending uh, first and goal at the one yard line as Kareem Hunt uh, went right through the middle. Touchdown, two point conversion. From Joe Flacco to, yes, Amari Cooper yet again, who had a magnificent game. Cedric Tillman made a couple of plays on this drive. Uh, Joe Flacco hit Amari Cooper to get this drive going from midfield on 21 yards. And it felt like that was it, right? 36 to 7 uh, after they get the or the the uh, after they get the two-point conversion to Amari Cooper, 36 to 7. Texans get the ball. Defense stops them again. They're stopped on downs. Okay, so the Browns get the ball back. Joe Flacco's pulled from the game. Why not? It's 36-7 to with uh, just under 11 minutes to go. DTR has the ball. Browns at this point now, Corey Bajorquez Bajorquez gets hurt too. I even missed, I'll be honest, I missed when Bajorquez got hurt. I don't even know. Nobody really knew when it happened. I don't know. Maybe they didn't say it on the broadcast. But he's out, so the Browns uh, couldn't even punt at that point, but not that they needed to because they started that drive after the Texans were stopped on downs at the Houston 40. They eventually got stopped at the Houston 29-yard line, uh, and the Texans got the ball. So the so the Browns went to the backups. So remember, it was 36-7, to and the only points by the Texans were a kick return for a touchdown. But the Browns' backup defense came in now at this point, with the injuries you've had, you're pretty far down the depth chart on the Browns' backup defense. And this, outside of the, the, the special team's injuries and the bad coverage on the kick return, the only other bad thing about this game, the Browns' defense, the backups in the fourth quarter, the Texans now going to Davis Mills, march down the field from their own 39-yard line, 10 plays, 61 yards. They score a touchdown. They get a two-point conversion. Then they recover the onside kick and score another touchdown. And all of a sudden, it's 36-22, and there's still over four minutes to go in the game. What happens here? The Texans try an onside kick again. This time, the Browns recover. But the Texans, uh, but the, the Browns have to, well, they brought their starters back in. Joe Flacco came back in the game. 
they Browns move the ball down the field, and uh, eventually, again, because you can't get a field goal, they have no kicker. They had no backup option. It was so weird. Uh, for, they end up with a fourth and 12 at the Houston 15 with just over two minutes to go. They're stopped. Texans get the ball. Browns have to bring their starting defense back again. In addition to the starting offense, they eventually end the drive. The Texans uh, moved it just into Browns territory. They stopped the drive, and that's it. So Darius Smith got banged up on that final drive. I'm pretty sure it came back in the game uh, before it was over. But he was he was having a magnificent game. So Darius Smith had his best game as a Cleveland Brown. I thought he was great. Uh, again, the only negatives in this game, the injuries, the bad coverage on the kick return, and the second team defense was bad in the fourth quarter. Not good that you had to bring the starters back in on both sides of the ball. But no harm, no foul. The Browns are 10-5. and five. One of their best road games, a very impressive win. Uh, they are in, they are they have not clinched the playoffs, but they have a ninety nine percent chance of making the playoffs. I believe my man Earl was right. I think the Browns are going to win out. I think they're going to smoke the Jets. The Jets blew a game to Washington. Uh, you know, I didn't even see the final score of that. Did, uh, let's see, let's see if that game is now over. Uh, is that game over? Oh, no, the Jets The Jets did blow a game to Washington, but they came back and kicked the game-winning field goal. So the Jets did win. But the Jets are horrible. The Browns are going to smoke them at home. Final home game of the year for the Browns. Thursday night football. Browns win. They clinch. The crowd's going to be absolutely bananas here in Cleveland in a few days. It's going to be great. The Bengals' defense is falling apart. The Browns are going uh, to have extra time. I think the Browns are going to win out. Kevin Stefanski is the coach of the year. There's no doubt about it. This team is 10-5 and five, uh, with all the injuries they've had. They've won six of their last eight games, eight of their last 11 games after starting 2-2 two and two at the beginning of the season. It's absolutely remarkable. They have made it through all the injuries. They've made it through all the, the uh, adversity that they've had to deal with. It's been crazy. And they have to deal with more adversity because they may need a kicker this week. They may need a punter this week. We're going to wait for injury updates on Hopkins uh, and Bajorquez, but uh, it's a short week. You're playing the Jets on, on Thursday, so they're probably going to need to bring a kicker. Go call Robbie Gould. I wanted him in the beginning of the year. I was wrong. Hopkins was the right call, but Robbie Gould's still real good. He retired recently. Get him out of retirement. Get him here. Give him a chance. Get Phil Dawson back. I don't care. It's got to be a veteran. Got to be a veteran. Not, not Phil Dawson. He's too old, but you, you know what I'm saying. Well, we got a little work. Fortunately, nobody else was hurt, as far as I could tell. It was just a punter and kicker, but it's a big deal. Obviously, uh, you could survive without Hopkins the next two weeks, but hopefully you get him back for the playoffs because this team is going to the playoffs. I don't know what the combination of games that would have to go wrong. Browns control their own destiny, and we'll all keep an eye. Monday night football, Ravens, Niners. If the Niners win that game, then the Browns are very much alive to win this division. If the Niners beat the Ravens, and I think they will, then the Browns are alive to win the division. If the, if the Browns win out, which I think they're going to, and the Niners beat the Ravens, then the only thing that has to happen besides the Browns winning out is that the Ravens have to lose to either the Dolphins or the Steelers. And the way the Steelers played against the Bengals and the way the Steelers have traditionally played against the Ravens, it's not impossible. The Browns can still win this division. I, I mean, I can't say enough remarkable things about Kevin Stefanski. Now let me say remarkable things about Joe Flacco. He was sensational again. 27 of 42, 368, 
Three touchdowns, two picks. The two picks did not hurt. They were non-factors in this game. He was fantastic. They couldn't run the ball again. 30 carries for 54 yards. Uh, if you look at just the running backs, Ford couldn't do anything. He had one carry for 10 yards, I mentioned. The other 14 carries for 15 yards. Pierre Strong, 5 for 22. Had a couple of decent runs. Kareem Hunt, 7 of 11. Uh, they're doing this all in the air. The running backs, 27 carries for 58 yards. 27 for 58. That's barely over two yards a carry. It is a passing game offense completely. Mentioned Flacco, again, sensational. He's got to be in the mark in the group for comeback player of the year. Who knows? He may get a Pro Bowl bid. The way this guy is playing, the Browns are an absolute Super Bowl contender. There is no doubt about it. They have the best defense in the NFL. Joe Flacco's playing phenomenal football. I cannot believe I'm saying it, but now I can believe it because he has been sensational. Sensational. Yes, there's some mistakes. Yes, there's some turnovers. But the good way, way, way out, 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 outpaces the bad when it comes to Joe Flacco. He has made so many great throws. And let me talk about Amari Cooper. 15 targets, 11 catches, a Browns record, 265 yards, two touchdowns. Broke Josh Gordon's record from 10 years ago. First Browns receiver ever with back-to-back 1,000-yard -back seasons. First Browns receiver ever, period, with 1,000 yards Two seasons. Only tight end Ozzie Newsom has done it since they've been in the NFL. Amari Cooper, I, I can't say enough great things. This guy's body control, his ability to keep his foot and feet in bounds on a, on, a, on a tough catch, his ability to uh, go down the sideline and keep his balance and not fall out of bounds. He is worth every dollar and then some. He is a phenomenal player. Uh, he's a total professional. I can't say enough great things. I've always thought... He was just shy of the superstar wide receivers, and he may not be as dynamic as, as a Justin Jefferson or a Jamar Chase or a Tyreek Hill, but, man, he is a clear number one wide receiver. He is a great player. He never loses his cool. He, he, there's nothing. I got nothing bad to say about this guy. He's unbelievable. David Njoku, really good game. Six catches, nine targets, 44 yards and a touchdown. Not much from anybody else. Elijah Moore, third on the team with 19 yards. He, Jordan Akins, and Cedric Tillman and Kareem Hunt had two receptions each. Sione Taki Taki played a really good game, as is you, he led the team with seven tackles. JOK, I'm not calling him Jock, Earl. Not calling him Jock. Stop with that nonsense. Six tackles, second on the team with six tackles. Two passes defended. He was an impact player again. Ronnie Hickman did a nice job. DeAnthony Bell had two passes defended and a quarterback hit. Miles Garrett, two tackles for a loss, still no sack. The sacks drought, droughts continue for him, but he played a role in this game, caused some pressures, no doubt. Martin Emerson Jr. Uh, got called for a couple of penalties, but made some plays. Darius Smith had officially two sacks, but he really had three. One was called back on a penalty. Alex Wright also with a sack again this week, and a pass defended, and a quarterback hit. We're getting great play. The starting defense is playing great. The offensive line, give them credit. They can't run block, or they maybe they, I don't know. I mean, the Browns ran it 30 times. It wasn't like they didn't run. The the run blocking, I don't know. You know, some of that's on the offensive line, no doubt. Some of it's on that your fact that Jerome Ford has, seems to have no vision in my mind. And I think we saw that again. But on the pass blocking, they were lights out. Joe Flacco dropped back 42 times. He was not sacked once. Not once, 42 times. The Texans were terrible. They did nothing on offense. 
absolutely awful. Case Keenum stinks. He was horrible in this game. Great win by the Browns. 36-22 the final. The Browns are uh, most likely going to be the five seed in the AFC, which means they'd probably play whichever team ends up winning the AFC South, which right now would be Jacksonville with Houston losing and Indianapolis losing. We'll see, though. Uh, but again, the Browns at the moment have the third best record in the AFC, a half game better than the Chiefs, a half game worse than the Dolphins, uh, a game and a half behind the Ravens. But the division is still up for grabs. The Browns are going to go to the playoffs. There's no way they're not going, even though it's 99, not 100% right now. They have not officially clinched. They will on Thursday. They are going to smack around the Jets. That's it. What else is there left to say? Great performance by the Browns. Thank you all for joining me. Thanks, Brian Monzo, for producing. I love you all. This is so much fun. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year, but I'll say that again because we'll be back on. Uh, please hit the subscribe button. Please give me a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Like. Uh, everybody be safe. Be happy. Enjoy your holidays. Enjoy your meals. Do it all. Get great gifts. Browns win, Browns win, Browns win. They're going to the playoffs 99%. I'm saying it's 100% because they're going to kick the crap out of it. They're going to beat the shit out of the Jets. Let's just face it. The Jets suck. They're a disgrace. Their coach is an embarrassment. Their franchise is an absolute disgrace. I don't care that they won because Washington's a disgrace too. The Browns are beautiful right now. They won. That's it. They're going to be 12-5. and five. It's unbelievable. Browns have only won 12 games since being the NFL once. That was with Bernie in 86, and they're going to do it with this motley crew of injuries. It's unbelievable. Kevin Stefanski's the coach of the year. Joe Flacco, comeback player of the year. Miles Garrett, defensive player of the year. It's all happening. We'll see you next time right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. See you, everybody. Cool Browns. Thanks for listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.